Romans chapter 12. Uh, we are on Wednesday night going through favorite Bible chapters. Uh, we're starting with Romans chapter number 12 because that's one of my favorite Bible uh, chapters. And uh, so far we are through verse number 1. What an accomplishment through verse number 1. Uh, we're going to get in verse number 2 this evening. And I'm going to read both verse 1 and 2 tonight. Uh, so follow along with me in Romans chapter number 12, uh, beginning with verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Uh, remember we talked about the appeal uh, the, the, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, we talked about the sacrifice. It's your reasonable service. There's nothing God can ask of you that's unreasonable. Nothing. Uh, he's given you life. He's given you salvation, eternal life. Anything he asks of you is absolutely reasonable. Well, Pastor, that's just unreasonable, not according to Scripture. Uh, if you make yourself a living sacrifice. Verse 2, what we want to get to tonight. And be not conformed to this world. Now notice what we're going to talk about in verse number 2 follows on the heels of verse number 1. Uh, there's an appeal to make yourself a living sacrifice. So we follow verse number 2. And be not conformed to this world. If you don't master verse 1, you're going to have a hard time with verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Notice, be ye transformed. God wants every one of his children to be transformed, to be changed, to be more like his son. You say, well, how, does, how is it possible for somebody who's lived a life of sin and they lived as a lost person, they've given themselves every vice in this world, how is it that they can be transformed? Well, it's here in the Bible. Verse number one, we have to offer ourselves. But notice verse number two, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Verse number two, uh, we, we, I'm calling this the transformation. Now, there's three uh, parts of this transformation that we're going to go over for three different weeks through verse number two. Uh, with the transformation, uh, there is what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about uh, the rebellion. And then next week, Lord willing, the renewing. And then the uh, uh, reasoning or the, uh, the, the, the reasoning in, in, the, in the third week. But now we're going to talk about the rebellion. Uh, which leads to the, that's necessary for the transformation. Uh, and so let's look at that this evening. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to open the Word of God and hear from you. We ask that you bless uh, the Bible study this evening. May it be a help to us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Notice that phrase, and be not conformed to this world, uh, but be ye transformed. If we are going to be transformed, there are some keys that must take place for us to be transformed. What we're going to talk about tonight is the rebellion that must take place. Now, not rebellion against God. Most of us have that down pretty well. It is a rebellion that must take place in order for us to be transformed. I want us to look at a couple of words this evening and spend some time defining them. And then we'll get into the outline tonight and lead us into 
the weeks ahead. Notice your Bible. And be not conformed to this world. Notice the word world. Oftentimes, we as preachers will say, stay away from the world. Uh, Don't be a friend to the world. Don't give your life to the world. I'm going to define what we mean by that. Scripture says, don't be a friend to the world. This is not talking about you don't live in the world system. You don't don't have to abide under a government. You don't pay attention to any of those things. No, there's Scripture to the contrary of that philosophy. That's not what it's saying. But what the world is speaking of there is fallen human nature. The man being man-centered and man-worship. That's the world. The reign of the carnal mind. That is the world. That's how the world thinks. The world does not think through the lens of Scripture. It has a carnal mind. The world is speaking of everything that is in rebellion against God. The world does not love our God. The world does not love the Lord Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, we are told uh, who has the control, the dominion of the prince, the prince and the power of the air has control of this world. It is the evil undercurrent that's in this world. It is the sin of the world. We need to understand, first of all, what the world is so we understand how horrible it is, how how we should not be conformed to it. Uh, This world is the fallen human nature. It's man-centered, man-worship. It's the reign of the carnal mind. Everything that is in rebellion with God. Let me give you some examples. You hear the philosophy of the world today that says evolution is fact. You hear the world say there is no God. How many times do we hear that from some source or another? Uh, We're told that homosexuality is normal. Gender is fluid and changeable. The Bible is an outdated book of moral stories. The world says education is to be worshipped above everything. The world tells us that debauchery is a right that an individual has. The world tells us that music that is played in public with lyrics that shouldn't even be mentioned in a back alley is an expression of art. That's what the world says. The world, philosophy says, killing an unborn child is a choice. I'll never understand. I'll never be able to reconcile in my mind while you can murder your unborn child and you have to get a permit to cut down a tree. That's the world. Hollywood shapes the morality. That's the world. Activism is actually anarchy. Manhood is toxic. Immorality is the norm. So when the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, we need to understand as a Christian what the world is. This is the same world that crucified Jesus Christ, and would do it again. This is the same world that when Pilate even gave them an out, they refused it 
and took the known criminal so that they could crucify Jesus. Why? Because they were of the world. That's why we are told to be friends with the world is to be at enmity with God. So before we can understand the transformation, we must understand the world we are talking about. Now, uh, that does not mean, uh, and I'm going to talk about it tonight, uh, we, we have to be bold in our witness to the world. That does not mean that we go, uh, go uh, barricade ourselves in and we don't have any interaction with this world. As I preach Sunday, we're to be the light of this world. But we need to, too many Christians are naive about what the world really is. It is, it, is, it is the fallen human nature, the reign of the carnal mind. Scripture talks about calling that which is evil good and that which is good evil. That is the world. Now notice the word conform. That word conform means to re- made to resemble, made agreeable to. With those definitions... The verse could be worded this way, be not made, what it's saying is be not made to resemble, or be not made to be agreeable to the world. When we get down to the Bible, how many Christians are guilty of being made to resemble or be agreeable to the world? Wait, that's what Scripture is saying. Now we understand why in verse number 1, there's an appeal for the sacrifice to offer ourselves that living sacrifice so that we're holy and acceptable unto God. And then on the heels of that, we are instructed that you're going to have to have a transformation to do this. So in order to do this, you have to have a rebellion is to be not conformed to this world. This world is constantly saying, be just like us. And it's trying to conform every individual to the reign of the carnal mind, to the rebellion against God. So, so many times a young man or a young lady, they'll grow up in a church like this that preaches the Bible has convictions, uh, believes that Christians ought to live a holy life, and then uh, they'll, uh, this, 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 this confuses me, because then they'll make statements like, uh, well, uh, uh, if, you're not, if you're not, if everybody's not the same, then they, don't, they kick you out. And then they say in the next breath, I'm glad I escaped. Well, which is it? Um, but that, that's free. Um, but they'll grow up in a Bible-preaching church like this, and then they'll get out and say, I just... I just had to be different, trying to put me in a box. And then you look at them, and they're dressed, and they talk, and they act just like everybody else. They say, I just had to be an individual. Now, what clothes is everybody wearing? I had to be an individual. What what, what language is everybody wearing? They wouldn't let me be myself. And then they conform... To everybody else. Oh, if we as Christians would look at Scripture and understand it and digest it and live it, what is being said here is be not made to resemble or be agreeable to this world, this world philosophy, this this reign of the carnal mind. Our homes, our lives, our, our, our conduct, our dress, our speech, 
should not be dictated by the world. For the Christian, the world should never dictate nor determine our conduct, our thinking, our direction. The Scripture should. The Holy Spirit should. Our principles should. But I'm amazed at how much I'm influenced by the world from just being in the world. I didn't have to, and I don't even have to go work where you work today. Although the atmosphere around here can be pretty, pretty bad at times. I, 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 don't, I didn't have to interact with a lot of things, but just by being out, just by hearing the news, just by hearing conversation, just by seeing the philosophy, we all had the potential to be influenced by the world. And if we're not careful, we will allow the world to conform us by the way we start thinking, by the way we start accepting. We are, we are told not to... Do not make our lives to resemble the world. A Christian should never fit in. Now, I, I, will t- I, I am one that does not believe that you should be disagreeable with this lost world just for the sake of being disagreeable. There's a lot of people that give a bad name to the name of Christ because they're just jerks. I, mean, I don't know any other way how to say it. You should have some grace about you. Uh, You should have some compassion about you. But uh, you should not allow the world to conform you. Uh, We should not be be made agreeable to the world. In other words, if the world's going one way and you're going the other, every once in a while, there ought to be some friction. It's just just the way it is. Uh, let Let me give you three quick things tonight. Everybody okay? One cannot be conformed to this world and to the image of Christ. It is impossible. I taught on this a lot last year with the last day's theology with the emerging and the contemporary church. There is not an alternate truth. There is not an alternate righteousness. Well, here's what the the, the unsaved believe, and I know this is what you right-wingers believe, but I believe this. Oh, as long as you believe it, it must be true. No, there's right and there's wrong. One cannot be conformed. You know what the word conform means? To be made agreeable to. uh, To be made to resemble. One cannot be made to resemble this world and to resemble Christ. It is is an impossibility. You and I, as children of God, how many of you are saved tonight? You and I, as a Christian, our pattern is the Lord Jesus Christ. Our pattern is His image. Our goal is Christ. That, that is what, that, that is, we will never attain that, but we'll get a lot closer to being like Christ by trying to be like Christ than we will by trying to be like this world. Uh, you cannot fit. You cannot be in the image of both, because the world is at odds with Him. We put it very simply this way: You cannot be carnal and holy. You cannot be worldly and separated. You cannot be man pleasing and Christ like. So before I get the two and three, where do we fall? 
We're either going to be conformed to the image of Christ or conformed to this world. And quite frankly, when you compare your life to one extreme to the other, it's pretty easy to see which one we fit more like. You cannot be conformed to both. It's one or the other. We have that principle down. Pretty self-explanatory. Number two, this is where two and three, where these are built on each other. And I, I want to be as quickly as I can, but I want to, I want to get my, uh, the points across. Number two, let me say this. There must be an inward rebellion. Too many Christians are rebelling against God and not rebelling against this world. Rebe- not rebelling against their own flesh. Not rebelling against their own carnality. Not rebelling against the evil that takes place in this world. There are too many Christians that go along with the carnality. Go along uh, with the, uh, the, the philosophy of this world. They just go along with it. And we should be rebelling against it. Now, I am not, lest somebody try to take me out of context, I am not saying that we rebel against the government. We overthrow because that's not what I'm saying at all. I am saying that our lives ought to reflect a rebellion. How else are we going to be transformed? We, have, we weren't born saints. We weren't born good The scripture reminds us over and over again that our own heart is not just wicked, desperately wicked. You, even as a child of God, leave yourself to your own flesh and your own fleshly desires. There is nothing that you will not do. That's just what we are. It's our sin nature. But there can be a transformation Some of you, if I gave an opportunity, you stand and testify that you have been transformed by the grace of God. But you were transformed because you refused to be conformed. Well, I just, I just, it's like it's this magic thing. I just want to be like Christ. And no, no, no. You can't be conformed to this world. There must be an inward rebellion, something that comes from the inside that says, that's not me. Something that comes from the inside and said, I'm not going that way. Something that comes from the inside and says, my children are going to grow up different than this world. Something from the inside that says, oh, we're not going in that direction. It doesn't matter how wicked this world goes. We're not going. It's got to start from in here. Oh, if every Christian and every Baptist church would get a hold of this, it's not the church's responsibility to, 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 to push you. It, it's to help you grow, yes, and edify you. It's not the pastor's job to put a checklist next to you and see that you're living up to it. There ought to be something that starts inside here that says, I'm not going the way of the world. I want my children to be different. You saw these young men that stand up here. They don't look like the world. It doesn't just happen all the time. People from our other churches say, oh, we love your young people. They see them out in public and say, uh, you know, we just love your young people. Say, you want them? But they say, uh, we, you know, how, how did, but they don't want to do what's necessary for them to be that way. Now, our young people are not perfect. Can I get a witness right there? But I'd much rather have them where they are than compare them to this world. It, it, didn't, it doesn't just happen. 
There's got to be a rebate on the inside that says, no, we're not going that way. Let me, let me take some time to illustrate this. I'm going to need some of you young men to help me. Okay, you guys will do. A.B., come on up here. Stand, stand right here. The first way, this is the best I could do last minute. If you, if you can't read, if you, if, you can't, if you don't have good eyesight, I'm going to tell you what that says. It says salvation. There's three things that you'll need to have an inward rebellion against this world. You have to be saved. A lost man fits in a carnal world. But you have to have salvation. How many of you are saved tonight? You have the first thing that's necessary for an inward rebellion. You know what we, we call revival in, 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 our, in our nation? First, we cause it in our churches and in our homes of Christians. If we just have an inward rebellion against this world, too many are, are making glorified political speeches behind the pulpit and and, and too many Christians think because they blog once in a while that revival is going to happen. No, rebellion has got to come from the inside against this world so that there is a transformation. It starts with salvation. Don't miss this. When you and I got saved, we trusted Christ, the Holy Spirit of God quickened. Our spirit made it alive. It was dead. The Holy Spirit quickened. Our spirit. Now the Spirit of God dwells within us. I'm going to teach on this, if not next, it, no, I think that's verse 3. So six weeks from now, I'm going to teach on this. Self-help ain't going to do it for you. It's not going to do it. You can't will your way to do it. You've got to have the Spirit of God inside of you. That's the first thing. When you first got saved and you thought everything was the same. And then the first time uh, something that came and the Holy Spirit and God of you said, I don't like that. And you're like, why don't I like that? I used to like that. Because now you have the Spirit of God in you that can lead that inward rebellion. Everybody with me? First, I have to have salvation. Drew, come help me. Come sit next to A.B. Secondly, you have to have a stirring. Where does the stirring come from? When the Spirit speaks, how does the Spirit speak? Through the Word of God. You know why there's not a much, not, you know why there are Christians who I believe have this. This could change your life tonight if you'll let it. They have the Spirit of God dwelling in them because they're saved, but they have no stirring of that rebellion. And the reason is, is because they have no Word of God. The Word of God is the Speaking, it's what stirs. It's why if you're saved and you come and somebody opens the Word of God and begins to preach the Word of God, the Holy Spirit of God, who authored that book, who if the, the preacher is preaching in the power of the Holy Spirit, bears witness with the Spirit that dwells within you, and something inside of you begins to stir and says, I need to change that, or I, I don't like that anymore. You know, you know what? That is right. That's right, preacher. That's what, that's, that's what I need to do. That's what the Bible says. And that stirring, you don't just wake up one day and say, I'm a Christian. I'm going to change everything. And inward rebellion has got to start first. And it's not starting without salvation. The Spirit is in there now, 
So that now the, he's leading the rebellion in your life. It's got to start inter- internal. That's why I believe in preaching on holiness. I believe in preaching on Bible separation. But you cannot legislate it. I'd rather it start from the inside. Eventually it'll come to the outside, which we'll get to. If you put it on the outside with no inside, that's why, that's why you can say whatever you want to say about morality in this country or whatever. Unless there is the Spirit of God on the inside, there's no rebellion coming. But there's got to be a stirring. The Word of God. The Spirit speaking to you. If you'll read your Bible, you know the Holy Spirit will talk to you. If it's a book that He's authored, He'll speak to you. He'll bear witness with your spirit. And I know we get in the habit of reading our three chapters in the Old Testament and two chapters in the New Testament so we can read the Bible through it a year. And I'm not against that, but you ought to read. Let me tell you what, what, let me tell you what your pastor does. He reads. I have a set amount I'm going to read every day, but I read until something inside of me, the Holy Spirit of God starts stirring. And sometimes it's verse number one. What? It's the Spirit speaking. But you've got to have him. That's why all these, that's all, the, all these contemporary emerging churches, that's why they have to entertain. If the Holy Spirit was there, He wouldn't be bearing witness with anybody. So you have to entertain them. This is where the rebellion comes. How are you going to not conform? You have to have that rebellion. It starts with salvation. The second comes with stirring with the, 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 the Holy Spirit speaking. That's why you need to read your Bible every day. That's why you need to be in church every time the doors are open. Because it's the Spirit of God speaking to you. Your pastor is just an instrument in the hand of God. It is the Word of God. We've all heard flowery political speeches, and we say, oh, that's good, and we leave, and we forget it was ever made. But when the Holy Spirit speaks to you through His Word, that stirring goes on. It can keep you up at 2 o'clock in the morning. It can wake you up in the middle of the night because there's an inward rebellion going on. Third, the thing that takes, Todd, I'm stuck with you, is surrender. When the Holy Spirit quickens you, makes you alive, now He dwells within you. Uh, There's a rebellion that's going to get going. Then when you feed it with the Word of God, the same Spirit that seals you until the day of redemption, that same Spirit begins to speak to you. Let's be honest. There's times I could be preaching on the love of God and the Holy Spirit is preaching you a sermon that has nothing to do with that. I can't explain that. That's the Holy Spirit of God. But what happens? There's a, there's a rebellion going on inside of here. It says, oh, I don't, I don't like that. I'm not going to do it. There's just something. But now what, what's going to happen? You can get as stirred up as you want to get stirred up, but without surrender, the rebellion is not going to be successful. That's when that spirit fills. That's when the spirit leads. We get him at salvation. We don't live our life to get all the Holy Spirit. We got 100% of the Holy Spirit the moment we got saved. So now the rebellion can get started. How am I going to not be conformed to this world? It's natural for a man to be conformed to this world. So it's got to be an inward rebellion. 
It starts with our salvation. The Holy Spirit of God is now within us. Now when the Word of God is introduced in our life on a regular basis, that's why with new converts, you have to be patient with them. That's why you've got to um, encourage them because this is what your pastor is going to do. I'm going to force feed them the Word of God. There's no book other than the Word of God that's going to give them all the answers and change everything overnight. That rebellion's got to start taking place on the inside. Now, I'm going to preach the Word of God and say, stay away from this and stay away from this. And if I'm asked the question, I say, nope, you don't, the Christians don't do that. Okay, pastor, I won't do that anymore. But if they're, if they're given the Word of God, all of a sudden, that rebellion's going on the inside. The Word of God is feet. The Holy Spirit is speaking. And then there's a surrender. See, there, there, there's many, they're never going to be, they're, they're, they're never going to be not conformed to this world because there's no salvation. Don't ever get upset at a lost man for living like a lost man. He's lost. Instead, I, and I have to stop myself, I get angry at the things that are going on in this world. You know, the first, the first bill the, the New Democratic House wanted to introduce was, was to, to the fun plant par- Planned Parenthood. I get angry at that. But I have to stop and remind myself, I should weep at that. Because we as God's people have failed. There's got to be a stirring. And it's gotta, there's got to be the Spirit of God. got to be salvation. Then speaking the Word of God. That's why we need Bible preaching churches. Because that's what's going to start stirring the rebellion. You, you, you say what you want to do. People who come in and they're not used to preaching like, like I do here, one or two things is going to happen. I know what's going to happen. There's going to be a stirring. Then the decision is going to be made, do I surrender my life or do I stay conformed to the world that hates God? Because the Spirit's starting to rebellion. Let me tell you how you can get transformed by an inward rebellion. Well, I'm going to go try this and this. You can't do it. It'll never happen without the Spirit of God. It comes with salvation, which comes with the uh, indwelling, then the stirring, which is the speaking, and then the surrender, which is the filling, and now the leading. Here I am, God. I'm going to follow your leadership. It's not what my flesh wants. It's what the Spirit of God leads me. Too many Christians never get to the end. Say, why are carnal Christians carnal? I'm illustrating right here. Does it mean they're not saved? There's many who are saved. They're just, they're just carnal. Well, why don't they go? That's why it's a tragedy for somebody to entice a baby Christian into with a that which appeals to the flesh because they're never going to grow. They're never going to not be conformed to this world because they have to have the Word of God. And you're in a place where the Word of God is preached. You're in a place where the Sunday school lessons, it's the Word of God. The Word of God will stir you. But week after week, You've got to decide, am I surrendering to that? That's the inward rebellion. When you read the scripture and the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I'm going to to surrender. So now I'm going out in my day and I'm not going out to see just to get by. I'm going out 
Holy Spirit of God, lead me, guide me. May every word I speak be pleasing to you. You stop and you yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. That's the inward rebellion. Thank you, gentlemen. Not only the inward rebellion, you must have an inward rebellion, but there must be an outward declaration. This is thirdly and finally tonight. There must be an outward declaration. The outward life of the Christian should declare the rebellion against the world by their righteous and holy living. If I had them still up here, oh, I'm saved, and this inner rebellion is going on, then the stirring by the Word of God, then the surrender to the Spirit of God. Each one, it takes the Holy Spirit of God to transform a dead, carnal man. Got to have the Spirit of God. But when that inward rebellion takes place and says, I'm not going to be conformed because I'm commanded not to be. Be ye holy for I am holy. Yield your members not as to unrighteousness but to righteousness. Flee youthful lust. There are just commands in the scripture that my flesh fights against but I have to do it. I'm going to follow the Holy Spirit of God. That's that inner rebellion that says I'm not going to go and be part of this world. I want to be different. And once that takes place, there must be an outward declaration. Now what's going to happen is your life is going to reflect on the outside the rebellion that has taken place on the inside. And the reason why the, 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 the separation never comes for too many Christians is because they've never had a rebellion on the inside. And parents, you ought to have rules in your house. You ought to enforce Separation. But more than just saying here's a piece of paper, you better get the heart. You better pray for the heart. You better make sure the Word of God is preeminent because that's what leads the inward rebellion and that is what's going to come out on the outside. That's why don't tell me you're surrendered to the Spirit of God if there's nothing on the outside that declares you're in rebellion against this world. It's a natural thing not to be conformed. I hope this is making sense. We declare we are against the filth of Hollywood but not allowing Hollywood to dictate our conduct, dress our children, and mock our God. Can, can I just, I'll close my eyes. I don't think this applies, but I'll close my eyes so nobody thinks I'm saying it because of them. But young men, let me help you. If every, if these Hollywood actors who are openly homosexual or you think they are all have the same haircut. Why? 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 I don't get it. Hollywood's running our country. Well, what haircuts everybody else got? You don't. You don't. Could, you don't. You don't say I'm. In, I'm. I'm not conforming to this world by declaring it with your lips. If you declare it with your life. You never have to say a word. The inward rebellion leads to an outward declaration. 
don't, don't we, we allow Hollywood in this world system to dictate so many things? All I'm saying tonight is you've got to be careful to that, careful about if you go in and say there's something in just there's something inside of me when I I can't go to the mall because I'm in there and I'm just like oh oh I'm in the store and I'm like I know what they're doing. Everybody laughed at me 25 years ago when I was preaching in teen church. If you knew what I was preaching in there, you probably wouldn't have called me to be pastor. You know it. And, and don't, don't, don't dress your kids. And, and at the time, it was Hannah Montana, this, this, this Disney show. Well, it ain't that anymore. You've got to be careful. It's okay, Dad. And I've given this advice. Sometimes you don't have to have a reason for just not liking something. There's just something that I just don't like it. Well, can I have a reason? I, don't, I just gave you one. I said, I don't like it. Why don't you like it? Because there's something inside of, I don't want to have to give up my man card by letting that go on in my house. I just don't, I just don't like it. Is this making sense? If there's an inward rebellion in here, it's going gonna, it's gonna to show on the outside. There's too, there's too much, too many speeches being given in, and, and anyway, we declare that we are against a genderless, genderless, hang on, a genderless society by accepting and preaching what the Bible says about men and women. I think it's disgusting what's going on with the whole gender thing. Now there's like 77 genders or whatever, supposedly. All you got to do is turn to Genesis and, and, it's, and we got it. Oh, but we get up in arms about it. But yet we ignore what a man's supposed to be in the Bible. We ignore what a woman's supposed to be. Parents, if you, got, if you have a young man, a little boy, a young man in your house, rear him to be a man. He skins his knee, tell him to rub some dirt on it, and get back going. Oh, it's... Oh. In your... And, 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 you're, and the young lady shouldn't be able to do everything a man should do. We're in outrage about the gender, but yet we ignore what the Scripture says about the role of a man, a role of a lady, and how they're supposed to be different. If there's something inside of here that says, I'm saved, I'm, I, I'm stirred up, it, I can't, the Bible's ruined me. It's against everything my public education taught me. Bible's ruined me. I had sensitivity training at work, and this Bible says a whole lot different than that. This Bible ruined me. I'm watching a sitcom. And, and, and that's not what the Bible says a man's supposed to be. That's not what the Bible says a woman's supposed to be. Matter of fact, the Bible says everything in that show is sin. And then there's something inside of here that says, I can't explain it. It's just, it's just, the Bible's telling me this. Then if I surrender to it, I don't have to make a speech. I don't have to make a declaration. It's going to be an outward declaration. Two more statements and I'm done. We declare the Bible is not a book of fairy tales, but is the inspired and foul of the world of God by reading it. Believing it and practicing it. 
I mean, it matters, but why does it matter that we have a perfect Bible if we don't read it? If we don't believe it? Well, I know it says, but... And you need a rebellion on the inside. What you are are is you're you're, you're not surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And this this will help because sometimes we hear, well, it's just rebelling against the church. No, you're rebelling against God. Rebelling. Here's the last statement. This will help you, maybe. If you conform to Christ, be not conformed to this world. Will you have an understanding of what that means? If you conform to Christ, you won't have to leave the world. The world will leave you. Pastor, if I, if I do all this, how do I make separation? Just practice what I preach tonight. You don't have to say a word. You don't have to make a speech. All you have to do is get that rebellion going on the inside. Man, I, I'm saved. I know I'm saved. The Spirit is alive. When that Bible's preached, my flesh don't like it. Let, let's, let's, let's distinguish tonight. Sometimes our flesh don't like it. But that spirit on the inside said, oh, yeah. Well, I've been waiting on him to get to point number two. Spirit's saying, oh, yeah. What, 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 what your conflict is, there's a rebellion saying I, I, against the world, against the carnal mind, against the, the man, the, the, the humanism of this world, and you surrender to that same spirit. Then all of a sudden there's going to be an outward declaration of What's happened on the inside, on the outside. Now, I'm over time. Aren't you glad I split this into three weeks? Transformation. What the world needs more than anything else are transformed Christians. Now, how does that take place? Well, there's got to be a rebellion, first of all. Next week, Lord willing, we'll talk about the renewing. There's got to be a rebellion. Friend, when the Holy Spirit of God starts that stirring in here, don't stop it. Pour gasoline on it. Then everybody's going to have a choice. Do I surrender to the Holy Spirit? Do I give in to Him? Don't be conformed to this world. Father, I pray.